Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. And let's bring it back to Singapore. Let's bring it back to uh, some history. Last week, we talked about uh, reflections at Bukit Chandu, yeah. uh, the uh, amazing Malay regiment that held off the Japanese. And they've just re, uh, redone the, uh, the exhibit there uh, up on the, on the walkway, the uh, Kent Ridge Walk. Uh, fantastic to, to bring that up again last week. This week, we're going a slightly different direction, and that is – a World War II surrender document, previously thought lost, was discovered in Scotland's national collection by Singapore curator Rachel Ung and is being displayed at the recently reopened Changi Chapel and Museum. Having us, uh, having her on the show right now, Rachel Ung, the assistant curator at the National Museum of Singapore. Welcome back. We saw you last weekend. Now we're seeing you again. Great to have you with us. Yeah, great to be back. Hello, Rachel. Now, I've got to jump straight into this because this is a staggering Indiana Jones type Mm. of story. You know, we've got this World War II surrendered document that we thought had been lost into the depths of time and history, never to be seen again. And you, a cross between, I don't know what, Lara Croft and and, uh, Indiana Jones, you find it. Tell us a story. What happened? Um, yeah, so we were actually planning a work trip uh, to for the Changi Chapel and Museum revamp. And we were going to the UK and Scotland. And so um, I looked up things that were related to Singapore um, because, you know, take the opportunity to look at um, everything related to Singapore as you can. And I saw this um, entry on the database um, saying Instrument of Surrender. And I didn't know what it was because there wasn't a picture of it. Um, but I just asked, like, could we see it anyway? And... Um, when we got there, it was actually this surrender document that um, I had read about, um, but I had never actually seen, of course. Like, um, and it was just such a such a breathtaking like moment of seeing this like thing that I had thought I, I wasn't sure what it was, but um, yeah, it, it was amazing to actually see it, and also amazing to actually be able to l- lend it and bring it back to Singapore for other people to see. And just to just to reiterate, you found this in Scotland, is that correct? Yeah. In Scotland. And, so, and just for the benefit of listeners and viewers who may not know, tell us what this document is, who signed it, and what its significance is and was. So um, usually people are familiar with the 12th September surrender, um, the, the one that was done in City Hall. But actually what happened was uh, a week before that, on the 4th of September, uh, there was another document that was signed, which was effectively the surrender of Singapore because that was the document uh, that handed over Singapore back to the British. Um, So this document was signed by the Japanese um, general and vice admiral as well as the um, British uh, soldiers, generals and and admirals on the HMS Sussex, uh, which was a ship that was sort of um, led to uh, come back and reoccupy Singapore basically. So this was like prepping the ground for, for the eventual mm. reoccupation and the eventual ceremonial surrender on the 12th. And wow. that was done in Keppel Harbour, right? Yeah, so yeah. it was on board the ship. Yeah, and she found done, so. it. She found it in the Scottish. It's so cool. It's staggering. So it, it, is, it is now on display here in Singapore, is that correct? Yep. And, so and yeah, it's on you, at So you borrowed it for a certain amount of time or did they donate it to the museum here? Or how does that work? Uh, we borrowed it, so it will be on display until uh, December, after which we will, um, we're will we hoping to have a reproduction of it on, on display. Yeah. What's it look like? Um, it's it's a document, so it's, it's like a lot of text and, and signatures. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very interesting to read the, the whole thing in that you see like the 
the basic preparations that they had to do, like the handing over of who and what, how to treat prisoners, how to uh, mm. where to move the soldiers, and so on. So it's it's very administrative, but it's also a very important part of like what happened after that. Yeah, we're talking with Rachel Ang, the assistant curator at the National Museum of Singapore, about a newly uh, found document, relatively newly found document. Uh, in Scotland, that is the Japanese surrender agreement signed on board the HMS Sussex at Keppel Harbor on September the 4th, 1945, uh, a week or so before the actual surrender happened at City Hall. And, and uh, Rachel, tell us uh, how this is fitting in now to the Changi Chapel and Museum. Where Where is it and, and how does it play into the rest of the, the wonderful uh, curated objects that are there? So the 4th September liberation marked a very important part of the internees and prisoners of war who were interned at Changi, uh, Chapel, uh, Changi Prison um, because that, that was effectively the end of their imprisonment. So uh, the day after the surrender on the Sussex, um, there were soldiers who were coming in to give them food, give them medical help and so on. So it, it was that kind of very important moment um, where they were allowed to, to leave and to you know um, get medical help and, and food that they needed. Uh, so this comes in at the end of, of the museum where we talk about the liberation of Changi uh, prison and it sort of caps the, the whole three and a half year experience of uh, the prisoners of war in internees during the Japanese occupation who were kept um, in, in a prison camp. So yeah, we, we talk about um, really their experiences, their way of life and their resilience and ingenuity in, in terms of like building their own lives and, and creating things that they needed to survive. Um, throughout these uh, years of imprisonment. And of course the timing is very good, Rachel. We have a major anniversary coming up next yep. year, so I'm sure there'll be lots of events planned around that. I have to say, um, the Changi Museum and Chapel, the word favourite is the wrong word, but it's certainly one of the more poignant uh, tributes, memorials in Singapore. I used to visit it quite regularly, and I intend to take my daughter there soon. Uh, I love the murals that you have. Uh, uh, I'm assuming they're still there, the the, re- the, yeah. the, the the replica murals, if you like. So what can new visitors expect to when they go to the new renovated uh, chapel and museum? Um, so I guess, I mean, similar to Reflections at Bukit Chandu, actually, it is a site-specific history. Uh, so we do still, of course, talk about the site and, and what happened there. Um, I think what we tried to focus on was a lot of personal stories because every internee would have experienced it in a different way. And every internee has created something that um, represents that experience. So we wanted to put the artifacts uh, first and foremost in terms of like letting them speak to the visitors uh, themselves and letting them tell their own stories. So we have uh, a few like new um, new such personal artifacts as well as some loans from some people who were very kindly um, donated or loaned some of these artifacts to us. So uh, hopefully people will be able to really get a personal connection and emotional connection to uh, the stories of these people, even though they might not have experienced it themselves, but it's still a very powerful and very... Um, very relevant things for people to think about. What kind of uh, artifacts, Rachel? Mm. Um, so we have uh, a lot of different kinds of artifacts from paintings to objects that they made. Uh, one of my personal favorites is this, this toothbrush um, because there, there used to be a Changi broom factory and it, it would produce like brooms and toothbrushes. I think they produce like 5,000, 6,000 brooms, mm. um, which is, is amazing in, in, under those conditions. And this toothbrush that was donated to us is made of a bamboo um, stick, and then they had uh, beaten out coconut fibre from coconut shells, 
and turn them into bristles and then use like bitumen from the roads to, to glue them on. So it's, it's completely handcrafted and it's um, just a testament to how clever these people were to, you know, create these things that they needed. They also produce like vitamins and soap, like yeah. which I can't even produce like on my own right now. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's quite amazing to, to, to realize what they did. We're talking with Rachel Ang, the assistant curator of the National Museum of Singapore about the Changi Chapel and Museum. And many people may have forgotten that nearly 50,000 prisoners uh, were held in Changi during the war years. Uh, you also have other everyday objects like watches and mess tins and 114 artifacts all, all told, mm. uh, including what I understand a, uh, a cross. It's called the Changi cross that's made from artillery shells uh, that was uh, made as a, a Christian cross uh, to, to give uh, some spiritual uh, solace to the prisoners. Um, Fascinating stuff. Huh? Was all of the stuff found there or have you collected it from other parts of the island? We've collected uh, a lot of artifacts from over the years. So um, either things that are already in our national collection or like people write in and donate. Um, I mean, very interestingly for Changi Chapel and Museum, we didn't really have to go and find donations, but the memory is still so strong and so many POW families still write to us to find out about their uh, loved ones or come to donate things or stories. So um, we do get a lot of donations or like contributions, which I think is very heartening in terms of like the continued relevance of the story. Wow. Yeah. And finally, for me, Rachel, I don't wish to instigate a diplomatic dispute between Singapore and Scotland, but I will by asking, is there any chance of us keeping this or is it just uh, this wonderful find? Because it has such wonderful relevance to Singapore, obviously. And if not... Are there plans to do a replica of some sort? What are the long-term plans for such a remarkable historical find? Yeah, so unfortunately it will go back to Scotland in December, but we will be producing a replica of it hopefully to, to display. Oh, that'd be good. Displaying. Scotland, yeah. if you're listening, do the right thing. <laughs> do the right thing. It I sound like Indiana Jones. It belongs in a museum. It belongs in the Chuggy Museum. I'll say it. Well, wonderful work, Rachel, really. What a, what a wonderful historical find that you've pulled off there. I think it's great, Glenn, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Rachel, thanks so much for being with us. And and do if you do go there, uh, I believe people should book tickets in advance, correct, just to make sure that they can get in? Yeah, um, you can pre-book everything online, I believe. Yeah. And Aloysius, one of our contributors, has just said, it is free admission for Singaporeans. Is that correct? Yep. There you go. Perfect. Nice. All right. Thanks so much, Rachel, for being with us again today. Always uh, great to have you on and hear what's going on with our historical cultural assets here in Singapore. Thank you so much. Yeah, come back home when you found something else. <laughs> <laughs> I will. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.